we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another episode of a Purely Arsenal podcast. I'm joined from space for Neil Shaw with me. How are you doing, Neil? Well, it's the Earth, you see, and obviously we're going to conquer the Earth because we're going to win the quad and then we're going to do unbeaten quad and so on and so forth. So there you go. Well, the international break hasn't dampened your spirits at all, has it? Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Positivity. We're on YouTube, by the way. This is a recorded one, not live on YouTube. So watch us and subscribe to us. Purely Arsenal on YouTube. Um, James Johnson with me. How are you doing, James? Hello, yes, yeah, yeah, no, I'm very good. You got Neil over there in space, and you got Michael there in the glasses and the track jacket. Looks like the man whose book I think I got arriving tomorrow morning. It's uh, I feel under, I feel underdressed. I'm just in a I think it's a knockoff Abercrombie, but still it's a, it's an Abercrombie nonetheless. But. I feel more of Abercrombie, mate. I feel more of that. I used to classic yeah. that when I was yeah, young. I, I think I think I got this out of the van. But yeah, <laughs> right, that's classic Arsenal zip up Mike Harris. Michael Harris, how you doing, Mike? I'm good, I'm good, uh, Jack. Just ready to party. Ready to party. We saw him arrive in a shirt. The poxy in and on at national break is just about beyond us. Um, looked like Ghana didn't have an extra game in the midweek in this poxy break. We'll get to that in a little bit. But um, the last podcast we did, obviously this is a preview, really, a preview podcast for the big game at the weekend uh, against Manchester City away. It's uh, definitely a big big way to return. But the last podcast, obviously we were so excited from Partey, um join in at the last second. I mean, we, we really ran the transfer deadline day for, full of surprises. Love seeing the journalists backtrack the day after and the day after saying, well, you know, Kroenke must have invested because it wasn't on our... Where, I've got some questions, uh, a bit like Gareth Keenan in the office. Um, but it's the same, what we've noticed in the last two windows is no matter how reliable the journalists, they really don't know what's going on at Arsenal ever since KSC has taken over 100%, I don't think. There's not really an understanding of what we can and what we can't spend but I do want to talk a little bit about the belief and the understanding that Kroenke just must have put their put their money in a little bit and let's talk to you about that Neil first of all your overall feeling on a transfer window but also Kroenke's get a pretty hard run of it from the Arsenal fans I think rightly to a certain degree do you have you changed your mind a little bit on them when you've seen the investment from the club in the likes of Pepe and, 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 and Partey in what you could say was pretty challenging times for the club in terms of where we finished and also with the pandemic and things like that? Uh, no, not really. I think uh, we would have suffered badly if we hadn't invested in some kind of uh, top-class players or expensive players. I think there would have been a, such a revolt I know fans can't not go to the stadium anymore because they're not going to the stadium anyway. I, I get that. But I think I think there would have been some real backlash. So I think, if anything, they probably would have had their force, their hand forced to make these kind of investments to, I guess, um, satisfy the fan base, if you like. I, 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 I don't think there would have been any kind of... I don't think it's their influence that has given them the opportunity to, to yeah, here we go. There's there's 70 odd million for Pepe. There's 50 million for Partey. And I mean, if that was the case, Jack, if it was a case of them just handing money out, I don't think we would have dithered and uh, you know, taken so long in the transfer market in the first place. You know, Partey would have been probably a done deal very quickly. We probably would have got Eeyore as well. So I, I just think they were forced um, into making some kind of decision just to keep everyone happy. But also on top of that, I think it's Arteta's influence as well. Um, there may have been something in his contract when he joined saying that if I don't get at least something, then I'm not going to join. I'm not going to sign any contracts and I'm not, I'm not going to have a managed team. I've got to have some assurances that, you know, I will get the, some of the players, if not all the players that I need to be able to see my vision through or at least give it a go. Um, so no, my opinion on them hasn't changed. I think when Josh came out, it kind of took a bit of the sting out of uh, uh, the senior Cronkay stands kind of uh, sting, sting away from his tail a little bit. 
and it kind of softened uh, the, the relationship between the fans and the board. But I think that was just a massive PR thing for me. I'm still not convinced, Jack. I know people don't share my opinion. That's fine. But I I, I worry about the fact that he controls 97% of the club. But that really does worry me. Uh, we've got his track record of how he uh, he runs his businesses um, in, in abroad in America. And I just feel that Arsenal's just another, another one of those... Um, businesses which he's going to just keep there and thereabouts but not really want to accelerate it to the to the real uh, success of the powerhouses of the Real Madrid's the Barcelona's and even the Man City's and Liverpool's if you like um, yeah, unless yeah. Arteta is going to invoke some kind of change so yeah. I, I, I'm not sure no, I think it's fair. I th- my my issue was never spending, by the way. My issue was who he employed underneath him if he was going to take such a passive um, position and such a, you know, you, the, the change in the board members and the staff members from Gazidis to Sven to the, the adjustment from Wenger that I didn't feel was very well 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 done and the, and, the, and the type of coach that was brought in. It was the people that he employed, Raul, that, to do the job. That was always my concern. And, and much like Liverpool, who, who, who got massively, um, you know, abused FSG for years until they basically land a gem in Jurgen Klopp. Um, what I'm hoping is that, you know, perhaps now we've finally got the right people in place to basically take away from maybe the incompetence of the of the hierarchy above them and I mean I heard Edu speak every time I hear Edu speak I'm quite impressed with him obviously it was all on him really for this transfer window and James do you think it's fair to say that that um, he's answered some questions of him because he's never really done this role from what I've read in terms of the technical director his role was a little bit different with the Brazilian team and with Corinthians um, but he's done I mean time will tell of course but he's done I think he's done a pretty good job the only argument there James would probably be the sales at that point yeah yeah I, I I agree with you I don't think we sold as many as we should have um there was definitely a few more that we should have got out if we could but then again um it wasn't all necessarily Arsenal's you know Arsenal were willing to sell these players but uh it was a lot of the other sides you know either not not for uh, not offering enough or just dilly-dallying you know like uh, Neil said uh, Arsenal dilly-dallied but got it done over in the end and I think that was just because we were probably looking at it going okay is there a different option for that sort of player that we want and maybe we you know exhausted all those options and it was just like look we're going to have to pay, you know, if we don't have another option, we'll pay that clock. Because to me, I, I always knew that we were going to, I said from the start that we were going to sign Thomas Party because I just felt we're always going to pay that clause because um, it's there. And it's in the grand scheme of things for a player of that magnitude with, you know, the statistics behind him, plus from the performances that we've seen, I think that price of him is relatively cheap. And then you also factor in, if you want to talk about the window overall, so far on that Gabriel deal, we've only paid a five million instalment, which apparently was at the start anyway. So that's a, I mean, and for the price that he's at, and you look at all the other clubs that are around us that are struggling for centre halves. I mean, we spoke before the pod about England today and Maguire. You know, Man United would die for Gabriel at the moment. They would love someone of that magnitude in their defence. But if you look at it as well, as well as Edu, I think Edu's done relatively well with it but I also agree with what Neil said and there is some kind of and I know Neil's got space behind him but there is some kind of gravitational pull from Mikhail Arteta to these players because if you look at it when he come in at that time if we all said right he can get us somewhat not relegated you know you were desperate to get 40 points (laughs) I remember back in those days and then you know, we were looking at about, okay, if he gets us through Sheffield United, we're going to get one of the big teams in a semi-final. If we can go there and not be embarrassed, that would be that would be a great season for us. And then hopefully, you know, if um, pull something off in the league. But he, he, he doubled down on that and we beat some of the big teams and we, we won two trophies in that time. And uh, players aren't thick. You know, there's all this stigma from years and years back that these footballers are thick they're not as thick as people make them out to be and Thomas Partey probably looked at that and went that project that manager and all the rest of them players are going that way 
and I want to jump in on that. And I don't know if you saw the video today of where he stood in front of the screen and watched all the videos of all the Arsenal fans that have made tributes and little dances. And he was just like, yeah, I'll have some of this. Like he looks like the most happiest person in the world. He looks like the happiest player I've seen at Arsenal since Podolski, Abue and Mertesacker. He just looks like I want to get that shirt on on Saturday night and I'll, I just want to play. So, but other than that, I also think as well from, it's not just the players that we actually signed that are new since he's been here, Mikhail Arteta and somewhat Edu and whoever else have convinced Saka, have convinced Martinelli and then the biggest one of them all was to get Aubameyang to sign that contract. So I'm like, it's not just the ones that we've added in, it's the ones that we've kept. And overall, I think it's, if, if I was to score the window, I would say possibly six and a half, seven out of 10, because we should have got rid of a few more than what we did. But on the, yes. grand, scheme of, on the grand scheme of things, I can't be that upset. If it was just incomings, you'd go higher, of course, but obviously yeah, the sales. Yeah. But again, like you said, lots of teams, big teams, the likes of Chelsea and Liverpool, who sell well, notoriously. I know they sell Bruce to Liverpool, but basically they struggle to offload a lot of the players like Divic Origi and Shaqiri and guys they would have wanted to offload in this window for, for money, right? So if, if, if they're struggling, I think it might be a hard window for us to truly judge whether we've been able to move beyond ourselves. And it's not really on Edu with the contract issues that exist amongst a lot of these players that are overpaid and, you know, overrated now on, and ageing. It just becomes really difficult. But I think you make some good points there. Mike, just a touch... It was amazing to hear his dad's interview as well. And we said, didn't we, about a week leading into the end of the window. It's just really odd that no one, I think Mike said it, it's really odd that no one else has come in for Partey because he just, how can you not? I mean, he just ticks all the boxes for so many teams. Mm-hmm. And it, and I don't know, and they'll probably never say it, but it felt like there was the agreement was already there in place. And that is quite incredible. And Partey talked about the 2014. We can't forget Wenger's link here with these players either. And that, that pull for Arsenal, you talk about French contingent and, and, and we heard some stuff come out about Ale. The pull for Arsenal is still really, really huge, um, despite the fact we've had some unsuccessful seasons, isn't it, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in some of the interviews with, um, with Partey, I think uh, there's a really good behind-the-scenes one um, where he mentions uh, that some of the conversations he's had with Edu and Arteta, you know, and they were talking about the projects. And he basically said, yes, I want to be part of this. And then he mentioned, you know, touching on what James said about the FA Cup, when he said, he, you know, when he saw that, he saw how excited the players were when they won the, won, you know, the final. And, you know, he could see that, you know, there was something special here as well and um, yeah um, it, it, it's amazing really you know the, the structure that we, we, we're worried about having um, football people um, in, in the important positions in the club and it's funny you've got um, Per Mertesacker who's obviously uh, dealing overseeing the youth you've got Steve Bold who's who's back there dealing with some probably uh, the side that he's more happy with. He wasn't happy necessarily being Wenger's number two because he didn't have that much of an input. Um, he was much more more successful uh, dealing with the under-18s, bringing players like Jack Wilshere through. Um, and then you've obviously got Edu and you've got Arteta and they're all Arsenal, they're all Wenger players. Uh, and, you know, uh, quite timely, Arsenal's obviously books come out and he's talk, talked a lot about the values of the club and the class and everything. And obviously those four under him would know what it really means to be Arsenal and and, and the traditions and and and, and the, the 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 honour it is to play for this club and and they've obviously sold that to not just Party and and the players that we've re-signed but all the, all the youngsters coming through so it really bodes really really well that um, we've got these four guys sort of you know you know, getting in touch with each other day in, day out and getting the right message across and um, going in the right direction. And um, yeah, it, it, you know, I was, uh, I was watching the, the, the video um, of, uh, of Party's interview today and, you know, the missus obviously, you know, you know, she's a gooner and stuff and she was watching it and said, no, oh, is he a good player? I was like, you wait to see what he's like, you know, and I said, you know, I was trying to describe him. I just said he can do a bit of everything and, um, you know, you'll see and she goes, oh, it's a shame we can't see him live if he's that good, but, you know, he like in the stadium. But, um, 
but I just said to her, he's, he's a massive signing. You know, he's absolutely massive signing. And going back to the beginning, the reason why no one else has been involved or, 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 or sniffed around, well, there, there were a couple of smaller clubs, apparently, Chelsea, you know, they, they, they were sniffing around. But um, it's because we had that chat with him, you know, months ago and, and said, look, you know, this is a project. And he was absolutely sold on it. And he said in the interview, when his agent told him um, that the deal was going to happen the night before, he couldn't sleep. You know, he could not sleep. So that says it all. And if this guy sees the videos, sees, he's talked about the, the messages that he's received from the fans, you can see he's really humble and it really touches him. And I think this guy is going to leave it on the pitch every single game he plays. He's going to be an absolute legend, I think. You know, and, that, and that's before he's kicked the ball. But I think he's going to be the way we've taken Tierney to our, to, to our hearts in terms of the... the, the, the the, the effort he gives every game I think we're going to be the same with, with Thomas Party. absolutely yeah I agree with um, a lot of that and we're going to get to the lineup on Saturday and whether you think he should be put in and you know we're, we're, we're known notoriously for easing in players at times but you know we, we, we didn't really do it with Patrick Vieira all the way back I did it I think he started it came straight on against Sheffield Wednesday and never looked back really um, so you know when, you, when, you, when you're good enough Sometimes you just you just need need to throw him in, and, and and it does strike you as a player that we've really needed, especially in that area of the pitch. And if we really need him, are we just going to throw to, him in? To, um, to, right, to quote David him. Brent, a good idea is a good idea forever. <laughs> yeah, 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 very good. <laughs> that's the hotel one. I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that. That's the uh, CPR training or whatever you call it. That's that one. Yeah, I remember the episodes. Um, Neil, Mike touched on it there. Um, Tierney, Kieran Tierney, and how we've taken to him as well. Um, he's been forced into isolation for 14 days because of a close contact with the international. So, for, I mean, I don't want to talk, I'm trying to make sure I don't talk as much, but I don't want to answer the question for you. But um, I, I, what's your thoughts, first of all, on internationals occurring? But also, I, I think it could just really blow up in football's face. And uh, if we're sitting here in December or January, we know football, um, I'm going to blame internationals for it. Um, but also, it's not even, they've not even gone back, they've gone beyond back to normal. I mean, you know, more games than ever in a two week period. Um, the week before the season started, they went off to international break like nothing was going on. Let's go ahead and do it. But also, Neil, I think it's the inconsistency. Um, the pandemic and COVID, I think we should take it seriously. I think they got football personally spot on when we returned for the end of last season. And I think it should have continued like that, meaning no internationals, meaning neutral venues for European games and less games to travel for, that, you know, because they were just doing one-off um, knockout stages and all that. Um, but there's just too many inconsistencies with this Kieran Tierney one, Neil, when you look at what's happened with the likes of the Liverpool players, the West Ham players, the Ronaldos. It's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, hugely. He's such a big player for us. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've never liked the timing of internationals in the normal sense. You know, uh, we'd start a season off and then within two or three weeks, bang, international. And, and, you know, some teams have barely started getting their players back into the normal rhythm of things, getting their fitness. And then there's some of them, and especially in our squad, you know, we've got so many from different countries all shooting off to international duty. So, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, such a, a, a kind of... A, Having a, a situation where they could find themselves injured or whatnot. So, in the normal sense, I didn't like it. The timing of it, I found some of the nonsensical anyway. And this has been absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I just can't, I've got no words. That's why I'm not even bothered to look at any of the results, I'm not taking any interest because I, I just, I'm just so livid because we, we could lose key players at the very start of a season where it's so crucial for us. Uh, and for other teams, not just not just Arsenal. Um, and then you, you talked about the inconsistencies, absolutely spot on. You know, he's, 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 he's in close contact and he's in isolation. Then you've got other players that the complete opposite is being applied to. It's very much like uh, the refereeing decisions, very much like VAR, pure, pure inconsistencies all throughout the board. And it just is so frustrating and annoying. And he even came out and said, didn't he, that he, this, is, this is just really uh, so... It's dampened his spirits. It's very frustrating for him uh, to go into isolation for two weeks. And and, and it, it's just not fair um, when other players have been in close contact. You've got Ronaldo, you know, having a party with the whole team. Where's where's the where's the restrictions there? Where they've been applied? It's unbelievable, you know. And, and I, th I, th I think um, I agree with what you said. I said, I, th I think when 
they returned from COVID. It was very well done, very well applied. What was wrong with just continuing that for a few months at least? The internationals could have waited. Was there such a big drama to get them underway so soon? Um, and now look at look what's happening in in England. You know we're we're suffering on the verge of more lockdowns, and there is a very good chance it's all going to come to a grinding halt again. I, I just don't understand it. I, I, I'm I, 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 frustrated is the word. I don't know what else to say to be honest. Yeah, and I know what the argument will be, and uh, I tweeted something and got a lot of sort of backlash. A little bit from it is going to be, well, it's the Scottish FA's decision, um, and that's their protocol. And the Portuguese FA, for example, for Ronaldo is, but but there has to be consistency. If if it's the same sport and they're returning to their home leagues, there has to be consistency across the board. And to be honest, knowing COVID quite personally, in terms of like sort of dealing with it over here or something what my wife does it doesn't actually make any sense to claim that there was close contact with Tierney who was with the team for about a day I know maybe he was in the same room playing a computer game or something but keeping his distance when um, three West Ham players for example who might all be in the same bubble um, all test positive including the manager and they're playing a game on the same day as all those positive tests come come out. So I don't mind that West Ham case it, 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 if you're going to go with that. But then there has to be consistency across the board. And then Ronaldo's been with his team for a whole week, hugging, kissing, whatever, sitting on their laps. And suddenly he's the only one that needs to isolate. No one else around him needs the, to isolate. The other thing as well, Jack, is sorry to, sorry to interrupt. You, you keep going on about consistency. What I read earlier... Every other Portuguese player has tested negative. So that's why they're okay. And I'm like, well, hang on a sec. Kieran Tierney had two negative tests while still in that Scotland bubble. And he's tested negative on every single test that he's had since he's come back. Yet he's still not allowed to play. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is a bias against Arsenal. I'm not one of these, you know, oh, there's a agenda against us. But to me, like you just said there, I, I, how does this all make sense? No. And the problem now, it just seems to be that it's decided by just that football organisation, that individual government. And I know that Scotland, a lot like Northern Ireland, I think today have gone there completely. I think Northern Ireland have declared lock, the, the next lockdown for them. So every other country is doing it differently. And if that's the case, then okay, I'm, I, I can somewhat see that and respect that. But if it's from a purely football association decision, well, that's bollocks. Because I'm sorry, he plays football in England for his club. And I'm like, if he's tested negative forms since being in contact with that player, he's not playing in Scotland. You know, as far as I know, the city of Manchester Stadium <laughs> ain't in Glasgow. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't Hampden Park. What, what, do you know what I mean? I don't... Now they put us in a really... They, they put us in a really difficult position now because let's say, for example, we clear it, just for example, and then we go and get a positive test within the team within the next week. It looks terrible in the club. And, they, and, and we're going to know this has because he, he it shouldn't do... Training? But no, he's he's isolating. As far as yeah. I'm aware, he's yeah, isolating. Course, yeah, and I, I have to, although it's wrong and he shouldn't be. I well, well, he it's argument whether he should or shouldn't be. But in comparison to everything else, he shouldn't be from what we've seen this season. But now I wouldn't play him, even if we got him out of it. I honestly wouldn't play him on Saturday because we saw. I know it was a different reason, but we saw him come back for Liverpool after one day of training, two day of training, and probably you know it was one of his worst games at Anfield. Now, no one played well really, but. Um, I personally, from my experience from watching Arteta, he is far better when he has... He's not very good, Arteta. He is good, but he's not very good when... You know when those moments happen during games or before games? For example, the West Ham game where the injury happened to Tierney and he had to change it quickly and we had, we, we had a really bad performance. Um, or, um, you know, you had the, the injuries at Man City, Mario, Mustafi, and he had to change it on the spot. And it looks like Arteta goes with a format and, 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 and trains for it all week and he's been training without Tierney you know or obviously some of the players aren't there but Gabriel is there isn't he and and, and, and Luis is there you know so I personally now for safety measures and everything even if we somehow got the clearance I probably wouldn't start him for those reasons one it could 
the backlash would hit us. And two, I think he's 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 probably for the last week, for sure, for the last week has has been thinking um, of a game without Kieran Tierney, and we don't want that. But I think that's better for our. Hopefully, that's better for our ultimate outcome. And we'll get to the team in a second on what we think. Um, handling of we'll, we'll move off the the COVID stuff. It is quite depressing, isn't it? And I just hope it doesn't blow up in football's face. I don't want. I think we're going to see more and more positive tests over the next couple of days. And I think there's going to be points where we're going to be playing a lot of youngsters in a Premier League game at some point and all this sort of stuff. I just can't see it not happening. And hopefully it doesn't get to the point where, where football has to, has to truly shut down again. Cause um, I, I, you know, for a lot of us, I'm sure it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's something that's keeping, it's keeping us quite sane at the moment with everything else that's going on. But um, handling of William Saliba, Michael, um, I've, I've got a little but I'm a little concerned about it, to be honest. For all the talk of how well the club's done, I'm a little concerned about it. What's your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, what's the latest that he's uh, going to stick around? Yeah, 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 exactly. He's not going to be loaned to a championship club. Um, Well, it's it's a shame because with all what's happened, it it means he's not been included in the uh, Europa League uh, squad, which would have been vital for what would have been ideal with, with the with the teams that we you know the level of teams that we're playing against um, it's funny I saw a video of um, Mustafi you know up, up to doing some pranks uh, at the training ground today and um, he was uh, Saliba was walking through the door and he jumped behind jumped out of the door and he scared the, scared the crap out of him and it's like oh that's nice trying to injure him you know um, when he <laughs> You know, injure him again um, and, and David Luiz was, was behind him and they were all laughing and joking so whether it was something just to try and make him uh, feel you know part of the t- part of the team and everything again um, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating because obviously we the, the deal the deal broke down um, for him to go back to Sede- Etienne um, but it's just it, it, you know we, we talk about how things have progressed and how we've done really well in negotiations with with, the, with transfers and what have you but yeah we I think we've dropped the ball there because we've spent a lot of money on him uh, what 27 was it 27 million and um, you know there's this he needs this transitional season still and, and what have you and uh, the deadline for uh, 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 EFL deadline for for negotiations is you know Friday still so who knows something could happen but you know if, if I tell you saying he's going to stick around then maybe you know he's seen maybe something in training and um, it's going to be a long season and as, as you said you know with all the coronavirus going on and players dropping dropping out he might need to feature on the bench on you know um, in the next coming games and then he'll get 20 minutes and then we'll see how it goes but uh, it's just a shame that um the way it's worked out for the kids and you know and again a shame that we couldn't put him in the Europa League squad because again that, that would have been ideal for him to um, have a couple of you know some of the matches obviously which are coming up rapidly but um, you know January's what um, 11, 11 weeks away so um, who knows you know um, you know, in terms of him and the other players that we couldn't get out you know um, and get off the, get off the books it's not that far away um, for us to, to, to maybe start seeing some people leave the door. But, you know, for him, it's a shame because we've been waiting so long for him. And um, it, it, in a way, I'm glad that he's he's staying with, 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 the, with the club and with the players. But um, just would have been great to see him play in some Europa League games. Yeah, I think when you're not seeing him being put in squads when Mustafi, Mari and Chambers are unfit or injured if he's not getting in squads now he's, he's not getting in squads is he so uh, maybe maybe we are just wait we're going to have to wait it out until January because if he's not been put in the Europa League squad that you know there's a chance he doesn't get put in the Premier League squad and um, um, then you know he's, he's just not playing he's playing what is he doing playing under 23 games until until January and that, that does feel a bit wasteful when you know he's, he's fit he doesn't have any injuries um, we're trying to integrate him into the club we must hopefully have a belief that this player has the potential to be really good and it just doesn't feel very uh, a good start to his Arsenal career and you worry about the sort of mental health as well of the player at that point you know coming from playing most weeks and being a huge part of a League One squad um to them being here with more centre-backs on the book than you ever see in your lifetime. Um, I, I, I did read uh, somewhere that um, I think because he's, 
he, uh, the Premier League, I think if he, he counts as a homegrown player for the Premier League, which is which is strange, but he doesn't for the Europa League because even though he hasn't, he didn't play with us last year, he was a registered under our player as our player, and then we loaned him out. So technically, he 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 served. He, he sort of this is his second season. So if if you've registered as a second season, that, and you, you, he falls under being a homegrown player or something like that. Um, so I think he falls into that. So he, he, he could play Premier League games. Without he being in the have, squad, he, effectively. Is that right? He would have, well, because he wouldn't need to be registered as, as a non-homegrown player. And that's that's right. the key thing. That's why it's likely, well, we find, well, Friday, you know, we, we haven't spoken about that yet. You know, the big bombshell, you know, for Ozil's cut from the um, Premier League squad. You know, I, I, hope, I hope you're ready for Twitter on that day. Um, I'm um, ready got, for it. Um, you got Socrates. It looks like Socrates is going to be cut from it as well. So <clears throat> if that drops... Um, Saliba, I believe, um, someone probably correct me that he can still feature because he falls under the being a homegrown player because he's been un, he's been registered um, under the club for two seasons. But yeah, we'll see. I, I didn't know that, so that that's interesting. Again, again, though, it would be is he going to feature in the Premier League if he's not going to feature in the Europa League I feel like we dropped the ball in, in terms of not putting him in somehow to that Europa League squad those, those would have been the games you would have expected to see someone like Saliba you would have thought anyway um, but um, the omission of Ozil and Socrates as as Mike just um, alluded to Neil was no surprise for me obviously it was a big uproar on, on Twitter but I think we all sort of mentioned it briefly and, and kind of called it that those were probably the obvious two to leave out. Um, concerns for the morale of the squad, Neil, knowing that Meza Ozil's obviously lots of stuff's gone on in terms of, you know, offering to pay Gunnosaurus's 30 grand a year wages and um, then, you know, the 8 million loyalty bonus that came out um, yesterday, which I personally think, or the other day, which I personally think was a push to say that we're not playing him in term um, because of finances, what's your thoughts on that, Neil? In terms of not playing him, there's arguments that he gets so many bonuses that you know we're not playing him for financial reasons rather than footballing reasons. I hold a little bit more respect for Mikel Arteta in that sense, but what do you think? Um, do you think that could be a reason that Ozil is just not going to be included in either squad? Possibly. I, I I I don't I don't know. I think Arteta is too much of a clever man. I, I seriously believe that his vision does not encompass the style of Ozil in his in his in his vision. I just I just don't believe it does. So I know um, <clears throat> there are a lot of fans out there who think that he should be included. He would greatly enhance the team because of his talent and raw skills. But I just think Arteta, if 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 that was the case, Arteta at some point would have included him in some form of play in one of the games that. We've had so many different types of uh, competitions and friendlies, and he's been included in nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, you know, we were even thinking he may play in, in the in the League Cup games. You remember with with Guendouzi, nothing, not even on the bench. So for me, Arteta probably just does not see him as part of his future, as part of the vision that he is uh, instilling in the club, um, and and that's it. I, I would like to think that's it. Um, uh, and, and and it should for me a player and a club should always put footballing reasons in front of financial ones if you're financially stable and I'm sorry Arsenal surely it's got to be financially stable we've always we've always uh, managed uh, that if nothing else very very well and uh, we don't I don't believe that we're in a, we're a club in financial strife so if that's the case it should always be footballing reasons first. So that just leads me to believe that that's the only reason for his exclusion. Um, and, I, and, and I'm happy with it because I am put all my faith in Arteta. I think he's driving us in the right direction and he probably doesn't want to veer away from that by making certain people happy or, you know, obliging other commitments, whatever they may be, financial or otherwise. He's just got a game plan in his mind and he's narrow-minded in that respect and he's going for it. And if that means certain marquee players excluded, no matter what the name on the back of their shirt, that's what it's going to take. Yeah, the only concern there is, um, well, people might say, well, why did he use him pre-lockdown so much? Uh, but I do think there was a genuine, there probably was something that happened during the lockdown, whether it was the pay cut, whether it was something else that made Arteta rethink things. But I also think he looked at the, the post-lockdown fixture list and realised he had to change something. And um, 
you, once you change the system, you just you just can't include Urzu in that system. There's no way he fits in. Do you know what I mean? Um, so the unfortunate thing here is, obviously, he's going to be with us for the next nine to ten months unless something dramatic happens, right? We've, we've heard today Saudi Arabia offered him lose ludicrous money. I personally not really have the belief that he cares about playing football too much anymore but we also know that he doesn't really ever care about sort of, sort of calling out the club willy-nilly right i mean the, the gunosaurus thing was was all pr wasn't it It was all pr and 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 you know you could you could do that behind closed doors and not mention it if you really wanted to pay someone's wages right it's a selfless good deed right there if you really want to do it um and that wasn't it. you know and the, the concern i have is those things will just keep happening throughout the season if especially if he's not included in squads right he'll he'll post things every friday saying can't wait for tomorrow's game even though he knows full well he's not even in the squad right he's not in he's not even listed in the, the 25 man squad he, 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 he did that with his social media with Gwendozi didn't he saying yeah. that, that little exchange they had and that little club they formed with uh, who was it socrates and kalasanach it was almost like a little mutiny going on there which it's not yeah it's not I've, great it's, yeah. I saw I don't know if you saw some of the Instagram stories he looked like he bought every player a pair of shoes yesterday did you see some of that um, so all the players Willian or Bamiang they're all thanking Ozil because he's bought them so, you, so what's going to happen once he's out of the squad he's going to be buying them Rolexes every week and you know and everyone's going to thank Ozil and the concern I have there is what's his pull in the squad do people just kind of see him as a yeah you know let's all get on with Mesut Ozil but we understand he, he, he shouldn't be part of the group or does he still have that influence in the squad? I get the feeling from the way people look to Arteta now, Arteta has the bigger pull. And I think maybe Arteta knew that. And that was the transition as well. You couldn't do it right away because you don't have the trust of the group yet. Now you have the trust of the group. You can make the big calls. I just wanted to say, about in the, I, I hate talking on Ozil. I really do. I, I know, we always do it, don't it. we? It's terrible. But I think Arteta's got loads of currency because of what he did in, in the, after the restart, and that's by actually winning a trophy. Ozil, Ozil was nowhere to be seen, and he won a trophy. Gunduzi was nowhere to be seen, and he won a trophy without these two. So whatever they were, exchanges they want to put across each other and say whatever, and whatever shoes he wants to buy people, you know what? Hey, look, I've got a cup with his medal. Where's your one? You know, that's all you've got to say to people. And, all, and you know, you, you, you've just got to look. We've moved on. We've got party now, you know, People, if they're wa- wavering about, oh, Urza's not in the scene, when they see this guy, they're not going to worry about him anymore because we've moved on. We've, we've got a different project. We're going in a different direction now. Maybe Urza can't meet the demands of what Arteta wants to do. And I do think, like you said, Jack, I think it has got something else to do with something that we, we're not privy to. But, you know, just, you know, this guy, let him, let him count his money and do whatever he wants to do. Let's just get behind, you know, the team and, and Arteta and get wins and, and move up the table and do what we've got to do. You know, just keep talking about this guy. We've got we've got nine months to go of this and and that's it. Can't we have another down. we have another we have another party when when that happens. Yeah, exactly, you absolutely. Know. But we but you yeah we we don't win that final. We don't win those games leading to the final with with him in the team. I just don't believe it. Not the way we had to set up. Not with the squad that we had. Not with the type of teams that we were playing against. We don't. I don't think we get to the final with it, to be honest, with him in the in the team. And and that that I really do believe that this is a different side to what Arsene Wenger had when he won cup finals. Completely different way we have to play. And uh, we're in a different moment. And no one gave us a chance going into the it wasn't Harwin Villa in the final. Um no one gave us a chance going into these. So um, Jack, think- one, one thing I'll just say quick is is two seasons before obviously he's been dropped. We got to a semi-final of Europa League. Where was he then? And then we got to a Europa League final and he got subbed off. And when he got subbed off, he critiqued the manager and everything else. And do you remember when Lucas Torreira went off and he was crying? Mikel Arteta has changed the mentality to a winning mentality now. And all them know that they, you know, it, I know he quotes this non-negotiables and everyone's like, oh, it's like his new catchphrase, like Wenger's, I didn't see it. Maybe it is his buds word and his catchphrase, but it's what rings true. It's no, it's non-negotiables now. I'm sorry, Mesut Ozil, if, if there are people that listen to this that are fans of him, none of us are saying anything nasty because we hate the person personally. But if it is financial and it is footballing reasons as well. And I'll tell you why it's footballing reasons because Mesut Ozil is a luxury player. And at the moment, he is a luxury player that this team cannot afford to have. 
Martinez's money from that transfer, people go, oh, that was probably, no, that was, that was used because we're struggling for match day revenue to pay players. And that Martinez money is being used to pay for this guy's contract. That's what Emily, that's what Marcelo Martinez is paying. It's not to strengthen this club and get this club going even further forward because we've got we had to use other money for that. But selling Martinez is to pay this guy's big wage. And okay, I don't discredit him. If it was me, I'm staying there forever. No, you idiots gave me it. And I've said that. I've said that on not just this podcast. I've said that in other po- and I'd do that in my own job because you were stupid enough to give me it in the first place. So I don't think he, I don't begrudge him doing that at all. Oh, no, I mean, I, yeah. What I do begrudge is I'm sorry, is all these little, you know, like you said, they were like two little school kids. You know, remember when you were at school and they sent one out and then yeah, he just went by the window and poke his head through and go, Ugh. Like, it was childish. It was so child. I'm like, mate, just you go to Germany because Gwen Doozy said in an interview this week, oh, I've been told the door's not shut for me. I'm like, well, it is if you carry on being a dick. Why don't you go? Why don't you go to Germany and show some of the good little bits of play that you showed when you first come into Arsenal, when you were winning points for Arsenal? Remember that Aston Villa game? All of us sat there and went, "Cool, Quintuzzi, what a player! He's done really well there." And then he just dipped and dipped and dipped. Why don't you go to Germany where they're a bit more disciplinarian than England are, and they ain't going to take half your shit that you pull over here? And why don't you prove yourself and come back and be a better player? But no, you want to be an idiot. You want to be an idiot on Twitter and everything else like that. I'm sorry, but they, they, we got, you know, like I said earlier, we're on a tra- trajectory that's going that way. And if these people, you know, if you ain't going to get on board, get out. And it, it, I'm sorry, but them two are the first two that I'd say they're not on it yeah. and they're not in it. So, and, you know, sorry, but people got to go. And you've got to remember that, you know, even Freddie Lundberg, he, he had five games in charge and he removed Ozil from the team in the final three one. Managers. Because, three managers have gone, nah. Yeah, he, he said, for I, me. And Lundberg is a pretty calm collected doesn't lose his temper I know he has done on the pitch but as a manager or an assistant manager never struck you as that kind of person and he, he lost it with Ozil if you remember his interview I think he was last game was against Everton at Goodison Park and he didn't play he played the kids and he said there's yeah. no way Ozil was making my squad today not after what he did in the last game yeah, he and, booted yeah. the bottle yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was it, no it yeah. wasn't West Ham yeah. was it that he booted um, the bottle I can't remember he got subbed off though didn't he yeah, yeah and, he threw um, his gloves off he took his gloves yeah. off innit? so five, gloves away. F- five games in someone's sick of him you know what I mean like so it's not it's, this isn't just an Arteta moment and so and the, you know so so they can't say it's not completely football related but I want to move on but Mike go on did you have something to say Mike was uh, when he when he threw his uh, threw his gloves off but like, like James is saying we haven't we've got a problem with with Ozil the person you know obviously uh, he's, he seems to you know the, the amount of things he does for charity and you know all the, the brilliant things he does for charity for kids and and the privileged kids and everything, and obviously the, the the situation he went through with his with his uh, wife, who it turns out was probably pregnant at the time when that sort of uh, you know robbery attempt happened. So all of that, you know, got no issues with that with him at all. It's just this is football. This is you know it's talk about football and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we haven't got any problems with the guy as a human being, but yeah, you know, it's. We 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 all know what he's doing, and um, whether people want to say the club are, are in the in the bad, they're trying to get him out, and whether he is, it's just you know, we, what do we always say? No one's bigger than the club. That's what we always say, right? Yeah, and it shouldn't be any different this way. The, the problem is it's built a cult uh, following, etc. But but you know, I don't really regard those 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 fans as true fans, to be honest. I just find it a little bit strange when I see that kind of stuff. But um, let's move on to the city game. We've done the TNE, done the um, obviously the Saliba stuff, and we'll see what happens with that come Friday. It doesn't look like we're getting anyone in from the championship. There was rumours, weren't there? Goalkeeper, etc. But um, looks like our squad is settled and quite large to be honest but um and there's going to have to be one or two seniors that are just not part of the team until january but um the neil city game coming up whether we like i know we've done a lot we've beaten a lot of big teams in you know recent sort of weeks but but if you were to argue it there's still 
could be an argument that there's this block when it comes to away big games, right? We've not even under Arteta, we've not really broken that hoodoo, have we? Of of trying of winning a big away game, we've beaten them at neutral venues, but we know Wembley's different for Arsenal, and we've seen even under Arteta maybe um, the limitations. You know, obviously, you know, went to White Hart Lane last season towards the end, lost there late on um, at Anfield. We were disappointing. I know we could have snuck, snuck something, but we didn't really deserve it if we're all honest. Um, so I want to know what your thoughts are, um, Neil, on how we set up. Um, if you compare it to the Liverpool game, we all felt we were too negative. So how do we change that? I think we we uh, I think we go for it. I, I really do believe we go for it. I think uh, City are still not quite there as they were maybe a couple of seasons ago, maybe even last season. I think uh, they're more they're probably at their most vulnerable that they've been for a while. They've had some up and down results, so they're not showing the consistency that we're used to seeing with them. Um, so I think this is a great chance for us to show everyone what we're made of and what we can do. And with that, you know, for me, players like Willian. Now, Willian was disappointing against Liverpool. This is a kind of similar game. So I think I would blood Pepe from the start, for example, start him in that game. I think they, he would... He would be a, further, a, a better choice for that type of game. Um, I would throw Partey in. I really would. I don't know what his fitness levels are, but he played international, you know, for, for Ghana, and apparently he, he was he was good. He done some amazing pass uh, in in that game, um, and I just think that we we need to blood him. I, I really think this is the kind of game that he needs to start. And if he's there, sitting there, protecting the the, the, the you know the defence then Ceballos can maybe move forward and, and play that more creative role. And by doing that, assist the forwards, Pepe, Ababiang, um, I don't know, who who would we have uh, playing on, on, on the left, you know, maybe Saka, maybe we can try him up there. If we're not going to go for Tierney, and I agree with you, I don't think we should, because obviously Arteta has been planning to play without him. Maybe we have Louise in the middle. Um, I, would, I would put Niles uh, left back or in that position. Uh, and I would obviously play Bellerin, Bellerin because he's been playing really better and more recently. He seems to have got stronger. So I would play a very attacking, go for a positive type of attitude. But at the same time, now that we've got Partey, we can have that extra solidity in the back as well. I think it will be all right. I actually think we're going to do all right there because I... I, I think Partey's going to be so up for this and I think Arteta's going to be up for it as well. And like you said, we haven't done well away. Um, I do believe Liverpool were the better team when we lost to them. However, we did have a couple of bad decisions go against us. And if that, if that, I'm seriously saying to you, if Mane had got sent off as he should have done, it would have been a different outcome, for sure. Um, and I think Arteta's also learned from a lot from that game. And he's, he's, he, he can do a number with Pep. Let me assure you, he can. So I'm positive. I think we should be we should be positive, and I think Partey is going to make a massive difference. But the big change would be Willian out of not starting and Pepe starting for me. Yeah, I agree with that one for sure. I mean, we all argued it for the Liverpool game, and obviously we saw Pepe sort of come back into the four and, and really have a good uh, cameo appearance against Sheffield United. So he's put himself into the forefront. I don't know how he's done for the Ivory Coast, but and Willian, I don't think was away on international duty. I might be wrong. So obviously he's been with the squad. So I don't know whether that plays into it in terms of how late does Pepe come back in. You know, a lot of the players aren't coming back until Thursday. But like you, I, I really hope that we we aren't so passive, James. We can't be so. When we obviously, I think Arteta will be up for it, but Pep Guardiola is really going to be up for it too. He doesn't want his, you know, apprentice, if you like, you know, he's going to he's going to remember that from the from Wembley, and he's going to he's going to be up for this game more than probably any game he's going to be this season. And I, I mean, I have worries about that as well, especially as it it's an away game for us, and, and and we I think we have a little bit of a mental block going into away games that we need to we need to get over. It's just been too long under too many managers. Uh, we failed in away big games to not think the group is, it has that. So we do need to change something. Uh, would you do what, what Neil said, James, obviously go more positive, but would you do anything more drastic in such of uh, changing the formation and things like that? So it's, it's really difficult because from the, from the last game, there are so many positives that I saw from that last game that go into this one. And that's the fact that Aubameyang was deployed down the middle. Uh, it was a back four. 
And also, Willian looked brilliant when he was playing as a number 10. So there's, there's so many factors and ways of how you can look at it. But I 100% agree with Neil. And what I will also say is, is just before the international break, that game that they played versus Leeds was absolutely fascinating. It was one of the best. I mean, I normally only just watch the Arsenal games, but you know what? I thought I've got to chuck this one on. I've got to, I've got to watch this one just because I'm fascinated. And Leeds, <laughs> compared to how we go, they just don't budge. Uh, that, I mean, the manager's a nutcase anyway. The manager, the manager is an absolute nutcase, but they, they do not budge. And there were times where they got on 1v1 and they had five and City had three. And I'm like, we need to get 5v3. And they were in on Edison and Edison made some bloody brilliant saves. But the finishing from Leeds weren't up to top tip. And I'm like, if that's, I mean, Lacassette, look at the ones that he had against Allison at Liverpool. I'm like, if he's playing, you've got to notch him at this game. You can't, you can't do what you did. And I'm like, we, Pep Guardiola's freely admitted if you get 1v1 versus my team they're not very good they don't like it he's openly come out straight after Leon he said yeah they looked at me and my players 1v1 and they knew we couldn't handle it and he said it again against Leeds and I'm like there you go I'm like Arteta he's giving it away he's giving it away go one take mate, put him in races put him in right and I mean De Bruyne I think he's going to play I'm like that's tactical that he got injured and missed his this Belgian guy they, like, said they said he's fit they said he's fit I'm like he's playing and I'm like Aguero's going to play as well yeah. Aguero's always damages Arsenal but no I, w- I personally would do the five at the back I'm not sure if I would go Saka or not because we need the overlapper and I don't think Niles is as good as it as Tierney can because we won't have it from the centre back because Tierney normally does it and then Niles tucks in, so it's really that that's difficult. But for me, like Neil said, party goes straight in, and for me, you either put him at the base in front of the back five, or you put him next to Xhaka and then you play a number ten because and um, but but it's difficult because I don't see I don't see him ever dropping Xhaka. So where does and I don't really rate Sabios as. Oh, no, he did in the last game. He didn't yeah. start against Sheffield United, did he? No, 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 no. But, but I, and I, I think I, he was subbed early in the game before that. So there's been a hint mm, at maybe a transition. I, I there. can't see him. I can't. I, see him I agree. It. I'd be surprised with it. I, I think the back mm. four. I don't know what you think, Mike. I think the back four is probably ruled out from Tierney's absence. If Tierney was fit, we can consider a back four because he's a natural left back. But we really don't have another one. Kalashnak isn't one and Saka and Niles aren't really they, really they, they are wing backs but probably better in other positions and and I agree with James I think the Niles Saka one I'm very 50-50 on it I mean I love to see Saka there because it's more um, advanced and progressive but we need outlets against City in the, at Wembley we had great outlets when we did get the ball even if we only had the ball 28% of the time we had really good outlets um, where do you think we can um where we can really hurt them in this game because we know they're 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 going to dominate the ball, um, yeah. But we need to be able to progress the ball and progress the ball fast. So do you think we could see a start for for the likes of of Party and, uh, and Pepe to really hurt them on a break? I, I for me, I would start uh, Party. I would, I would start him at the base um, to start off with, and obviously he's got the ability to do to to pop anywhere in that midfield. But to make it easier and to understand, you know, just for him to settle in a little bit easier, just make the job really straightforward for him. Just sit there, just tidy up, just pick things up, just break things up, stick around um, Sterling and and, uh, and uh, De Bruyne who like to drop off and do little things like that. Uh, let Gabriel <clears throat> let Gabriel pick up um, Aguero or, or, or whatever. Um and because and if you see his performance, uh, uh, Partey's performance against Liverpool in the, in the Champions League, I was actually you know watching it on on YouTube, and uh, there's about a five minute uh, compilation BT have done, and and he's sitting in front of the defence. He's not he's not doing anything else. He's just sitting in front of the defence, and the amount of interceptions and the passes, and he was just there. He was just there all the time, and I was just thinking, yeah, just do that, just do that against uh, City, you know. And we've got the option now. Um, and yeah, uh, Pepe, I, I, I would play him because I think, you know, you get in behind City now. They're not the same 
City is before as they have been. I think I think Pep's off for the, um, end of this season. I think he's had enough. I think when he's do, gone. What, when's his contract? I he's gone. Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think he's got. I think he's. I think he's gone, mate. I think you can see in his eyes. You can see in his eyes that he's 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 had enough. He's gonna he's gonna go at the end of the season. Um, but I, I think you know you can see they're 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 not doing the same things before. There's a drop off, um, and it happens with it happens with all the teams that you drill all the time. You know, it happened with Barcelona where it dropped off. It happened at Bayern Munich where it dropped off. With with Klopp with Dortmund, what he did, you know, he drilled them for two years. He won the they won the league for two years, and then they dropped off. He almost got relegated. But these players can't keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Um, but the key thing for Saturday is the mentality. The mentality is right and the positivity is there like, like it wasn't. It's got to be the reverse of Liverpool. We've got to go there knowing that we're going to, we can hurt them. And, and if we do that, then I think we'll, we'll, we'll get chances. We'll definitely get chances. But like, like James said, we've got to be clinical, absolutely clinical. So for me, party would definitely start just for the presence and just what it gives to everybody there and Pepe as well. After his cameo, um, uh, um, yeah, I would, I would absolutely play him so he gets in, in behind them and, and, and can hurt them and stretch them. Yeah, I think um, obviously we won't be surprised if we don't see Partey just come into the club at first few training sessions. It won't be a surprise to see Xhaka and Ceballos there. But what, what I don't, I mean, I, I like El Nenny, but we went safe. We, we went with El Nenny rather than Ceballos. And I think William is a bit safer on the right than, than, than Pepe. And personally, I, I, I want to see. I need. We need more progression there. But what will be really interesting is the uh, Abamyang move, right? Do we? Because he's in a bit of a rut in terms of goal scoring. I don't think we're worried as such at the moment. But we saw him deployed centrally, and, and uh, you know, you you wonder about the three-year plan. What is the three-year plan for Abamyang? Do you want a thirty-four-year-old on your wing? Um, you know, with the amount of work rate Arteta requires in this system from the wing, we, we almost take it for granted how fit. Pyramid Aubameyang is but to utilise him and I've been very for him playing on the left side but as he ages as all these top strikers age um, you, you don't see that that often do you? you really don't and it, 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 there's just an argument when um, when he's when we're so isolated in games like this you want him at the top end of the pitch. We saw at Liverpool, you know, he had 25 touches of the ball when he was anonymous other than the last minute when he probably should have scored but laid it off to Eddie and Ketty, right? So I, I, I think we, we're, we're talking Niall Saka. Um, I, I would like to see them both down that left side, to be honest. Um, and um, move Aubameyang central and, and have Pepe on the right. And the only issue there is Who's your drop-in player? Who's your player in a 3-5-2 that, that sinks in and sits like Lacazette? And I think the only way we play that front three is if Partey starts, because part, from everything I've seen from Partey, he just has far more ball progression than any midfielder we've had for some time. And his ability to literally transition just from running with the ball is ludicrous in comparison to what we've 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 had. So I would really like to see Partey Ceballos, Saka, Pepe, Aubameyang, and try to hit them into the one on ones, like you said, because we, that's pretty much how we hurt them and beat them two 0 in the in the. We got Aubameyang one on one down the right. You know that second goal. Um, you know it, it, that was it. We just isolated them and got them one on. And I think we need to do that that more um so it'll be really interesting before we go let's do um oh and ash said sorry ash you said what is your starting line we just gone through i was supposed to mention a question before at ash underscore gallagher top man ash keeps getting in some good questions what is your starting 11 for the city game does Partey immediately start we all agree Partey immediately starts um he says city are in average form let's not sit back and defend like we did against liverpool he says Press up Orbelaka Pepe. I would be for that too. Orbelaka Pepe. I'd have no problem with that front three either. I, I, I'm just curious the long term, where, when does the long term um, plan for Abamian come out? Is it continue as normal and he's always being deployed on the left? Um, I'm starting to think it might not be with the when, players we've bought. When, when Neil's man comes back from the gym, he will go to the left and Abamian will move down the middle. Yeah. Quite possibly. Uh, when when and, and that, when that's Martinelli, might be when we when we have a back. When four. Martinelli is back, he will be on the left hand side because yeah, back, still ain't signed that deal. He's got two years left. You do know what I mean? I've got a funny feeling this is probably going to be Lacassette's last season. And for as much as I like Eddie and Ketia, I think Eddie and Ketia would probably go. 
I don't mind being number two to an Abamyang who's 32, 33, right. playing down the middle. But yeah, Neil, Neil's, Neil's man's going on the left when he's back, trust me. That's, that's when you, you talk about when the plan's going to change. That is when, after Christmas, or it wouldn't surprise me if he's back before because that kid looks Might superhuman. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah, it'd be he's, interesting. He's, he's one of them. The, the only thing I'd say there, I mean, freak athletes, mate. I do love Martinelli, and I think Arteta does too. But he wasn't deploying him very much pre-injury, which was a bit of a. Do you remember? He, he wasn't deploying him that much pre-injury, we, and, and we made the argument that Martinelli and Aubameyang in the same team might be the issue. So I wonder. But again, his he, his plans have changed for a lot of players. And uh, who who yeah, who, who did he negotiate his contract though, Jack? You see, it was yeah. Arteta and yeah. Edu, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got plans for him. Trust me, he's got plans for him. But just oh, um, he's getting big. Plans. I I I, I yeah. think we could move sooner. To be honest, I think we could yeah. once Partey settled. I think I think you could see and and Tierney's obviously back regularly. I think this back four, I think we're starting to see it. And I know we're saying Luis, the, the concern always is Luis. Luis in the back four. He doesn't play well in the back four. Chelsea didn't play well in the back four. But I'm not sure Chelsea had the likes of Gabriel and Tierney beside him, to be honest, um, ever when Luis was there. I mean, these are, I think, I think these are potentially world-class players that we've got here. Um, and, and, and they can protect him a little bit more um, in that in that format and, and, and then and then the likes of Partey ahead of him so if you're ever going to play Luis in a back four it's probably now do you know what I mean it's probably now with these players that we've, we've got around him um, let's do predictions before we go and then um, I'll just mention the YouTube account and the Saturday hopeful live stream and now we're going to do that hopefully um, Neil City away I think it's 5.30 we're planning to be live planning to be live on YouTube at 7.30. I haven't told my wife yet, so I'm just going to walk into the office and see if she realises. Um, but, Neil, what uh, predictions, mate? We we need a big result in a big game away from home. We really do. 4-2. 4-2. Okay, first goal. Bamiang. Bamiang, 4-2. Yeah, need a goal. Need a goal from Bamiang. Yeah, um, it's been a long time, mate. What a big away win. All right. Long time. James. Uh, 2-all, Nicholas Pepe. Went with my score there. Okay, uh, Mike, Mike, what about you? 2-1, uh, Arsenal, uh, Bamiang. Uh, I, think, I think we'll nick it. 2-1, Aubameyang. I'll go... I'll go one one, um, Pepe. I'll go one one, Pepe. Um, uh, and uh, in a few I mean, weeks' time, come... we'll come back on this when it's a draw. We'll come back and go bloody hell! That was a brilliant point in that against. Right. These right. next I mean, I, games. I would not these take next games. Yeah, they're mental. Yeah. I, I said these next three games, seven points. We're going to get the seven points. So we're going to draw this one. Going to beat Leicester, and we're actually going to go to Old Trafford, and we're going to fucking win at Old Trafford. <laughs> We're, I'll be not talking ahead but I wouldn't mind a Ligana Solskjaer still but I don't think he will be but I wouldn't mind him still being there no, at that we're point gonna get, we're going to get these seven points out of these next three trust me yeah yeah take it that into means. a bracket yeah it's a bit it's a, it's a big game it's a really big game um, we're on YouTube um, we haven't got our own URL yet because you've got to subscribe to us on YouTube so even if you listen I've got we got like 1400 listens on the last pod but they're all on the podcast apps get on and have a look at our faces for one second subscribe and then go back and listen on your podcast app and then we're fine but if you subscribe to us it's ways for us to give you the link to constantly sort of access us for the live streams like the live stream on Saturday if it works out um, it's only on on YouTube right I mean it will go onto the podcast apps but not for a day or two so if you want to listen to in-game analysis which we don't get a lot of overseas and I know you boys are going to have to be paying top dollar for it now with all the 15 quid it's like a boxing match um, which is unbelievable but um, we'll get to that but um, yeah so subscribe to us on YouTube that helps us out with the, with the URL a little bit and uh, the YouTube account and you're aware of what the when the pods come out first because they always come out on YouTube first now they come out on the podcast apps a little bit later because Anthony you know needs time to edit it and make our sound at least respectable but um, anything else just one thing I, I, I think you're gonna, we're going to surprise ourselves I think we're going to see a lot more of Civil Libra than you think just wait. Of Sal- oh, of Salim. Yeah. I, I reckon it's. I reckon that partnership with Gabriel is going to form a lot sooner than you think. Well, especially now with especially now with Partey there. I I think those three. Oh my good God! 
what we want to hear Just i want to, i want to hear from arteta and i don't know he can't say it if he doesn't believe it but it's like an eddie inkertia moment where he kind of says well he's been he's been an unbelievable the reason we kept him is because he's been unbelievable in training the last few weeks and you know what i mean and i think that that would give the player some some confidence and positivity yeah. and um and that would give you know and, and make us as fans feel like okay you know he's just taking time to sell etc we've not heard anything I, I, like that yet I'm, I'm i'm not concerned that he's i'm not concerned about him being sick in the europe squad it's a shame but i think he's going to feature in the premiership a, a lot more than we think i well, really believe Neil, it. You, just, you said we're, we're competing on four fronts mate so we yeah this squad there, don't we absolutely you, absolutely yeah if we, we, we need as many players as uh, we can get we're, we're trying I, to go I, for four trophies <laughs> mate of course we are and the point is eyes of the future is Partey Saliba and Gabriel <laughs> Partey Saliba well I tell you yeah yeah that's a young youthful he's, he looked got all the attributes so let's hope I mean Arteta's got a plan I'm not worried about it with under Arteta he will find a way it's like Jurassic he will right, go just sorry I just wanted to say congrats to Eddie uh, and Kessie, yes. obviously got the record, didn't he, yesterday? Um, so well done on him. You know, under twenty one, beat Shearer's record to get in. You know, yep, yep. so yeah, James man, he's going to beat Shearer's other record as well. You just watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's not. He's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> he's got uh, Gareth Southgate there, who's going to play Harry Maguire up top for the for the Euros, <laughs> and um, Harry Maguire up top with uh, Jordan Henderson and um, Mason behind, Mount and Mason Mount in behind, and <laughs> going to be. Hard really? to pick him from the sin bin in prison, mate. Yeah, I yeah. To get a game in prison, but yeah. Gre- he hates Grealish, doesn't he? That's very strange. It's very yeah. strange. It's very Ian Wright. It's very Ian Wright Graham Taylor moment. Do you know what I mean? It's very, very yeah. much that we're going. Ian Wright's the best finisher I've ever seen at Arsenal. When he can't get a kick for England, what's going on here? And it was like, well, it's Alan Shearer because he raises his arm really well when he said, "I'll oh, get out of here." Will you? Good, good finisher, Alan Shearer. But I don't know, Ian Wright for me. I've, I've never seen anyone better. Uh, finishing to be honest with Arsenal that's for sure I mean he's built another level and both footed as well people forget both footed unbelievable right was mm. really was world class finisher very underrated and he's always about the place did you notice yesterday he's even there at the club I bet he doesn't even call anyone he just turns up at like the club. Yeah. does his COVID <laughs> he's, got, he's, got a key, he's got a key mate he's got a key he's got a key yeah 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 well boys it's like been Pires. great Pires has got a key yeah, Pires is cocky as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lundberg's still hanging about somewhere. Um, boys, it's been great. We'll be back Saturday, hopefully, post-game live. Subscribe to us, Purely Arsenal on YouTube, Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter if you want to interact with us and get your questions in. Thank you so much, boys. Up the Arsenal. Big one on Saturday. Three points. Come on up. Three-